Welcome back to the VSP. I am your host, Rob Rashut, and I've also got my co-host, Kyle Patel. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, Rob. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Weathering the COVID storm still. Uh, stuck at home, but you know, working from home has never stopped us uh, from from making business happen and, That's and right. making great videos. So, luckily, we could send each other videos. So exactly. it's like we're there. <laughs> exactly, and we've seen a lot of really great use cases. Actually, before we kind of do the the intro for this episode, um, what are your favorite kind of one mobs that you've seen in April during this kind of COVID work from home period? Man, that's a great question. I think what uh, I've really seen uh, uh, love that folks are doing is for folks that, um, you know, maybe aren't like selling right now actively, like our sports teams, uh, they're using this time to like train people, do trivia, uh, just really cool ways to keep people engaged. And for those who are selling, like starting with that kind of genuine, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay right now? Um, those types of kind of use cases and videos I'm seeing, like, it's a great time to make that personal connection, right? Like show people you really care. I feel like we try to do that, you know, uh, and we as a kind of sales in, in general, but like, or anybody really customer facing, um, you really do try to show you care, but now's your chance to really actually care. Um, so I'm loving seeing all the use cases just around people genuinely reaching out to check in on folks or to, again, educate them, train them. It's kind of uh, not, you know, uh, sales primarily focused use cases uh, that are coming out right now are really exciting. Yeah, I, I love the interaction one. So I think you mentioned the, the trivia, you yeah. know, just sending that video with the trivia question is just a great way to keep people engaged with you. And maybe it's not even trivia. Maybe um, I've seen a couple where uh, the, the creator is asking for them to respond with a video. And if you hit that reply button in one mob, um, it will bring up the option to add video either on your phone with your camera or on your webcam uh, if you're viewing on your PC. So those are really cool to see. Um, some of the other ones that I've seen, and I don't know if I've even shared some of these with you, is like the family ones. Like I saw a really cool one with this guy trying to explain like some really complicated networking stuff. And he's got his kids in front of him. So it's all, it's, I think it was all scripted, uh, but it was cool to see kind of like people bringing in their family. We see more dogs than ever. I've seen a few baby videos. Um, and if you go on LinkedIn and search one mobs, you will see some of those baby videos because that's where I saw them. Not just babies that's... delivering messages. It's, it's the, the parent with the child in arm. Cause Hey, we're all stuck from home and we're all dealing with, uh, this the same way, right? Um, yeah, you can't just totally. uh, drop those kids off anymore at school or, or <laughs> at daycare. And they're, they're the stars of some of these videos now. <laughs> totally, man. I love that you said that. And I, I have noticed more of those, just folks, including their family or anybody. I feel like everyone's that BBC dad now, who's like kids ran into the room right on that interview when he was on TV. And that went viral a few months ago. But now that's everyone's actual life whether it's a dog, a baby, a cat, or whatever that runs in. Uh, like that's everyone's life right now. <laughs> exactly. So I mentioned, I saw a couple of those really great ones on yeah. LinkedIn. And that's a good tie-in to this episode. So yep. we have Lindsay Boggs, and she is a sales leader at Citrix, um, and so much more. She's really a social selling enthusiast. So she knows a ton about LinkedIn, and in fact, Kyle and I had kind of had this this meeting with her to to catch up and really kind of get some some LinkedIn and, and social media tips from her. And you know, Kyle and I talked like the day after and and said like, hey, why did we not just record that conversation for the podcast? <laughs> 
So yeah. fast forward a week later, uh, we got Lindsay on again and um, she kind of shared some more of these tips with how to post your videos to LinkedIn, how to get more engagement. And to be honest with you, we recorded this, what, like a month ago? Mm -hmm. um, and we started using some of those tips in our social media and like, I showed Kyle the numbers yesterday of like the growth as far as views and um, followers, everything across the board is up since we've used some of these tips. So there's a whole bunch in this episode. I don't know if you can kind of think of anything off the bat, Kyle, that you uh, loved from this episode, but I, I thought it was really helpful for me. Yeah, totally. Definitely. And, and it, echoing what you said, even like we use some of the, these tips that you guys are going to hear and, and really work for us. The other thing I, I love about having Lindsay on is when I first started uh, my interaction with Lindsay uh, as a sales leader at Citrix, that's uh, one of our customers, um, she replied back to me with a video. And I love when I see folks do that because as a leader, you know, who wants to get your team to do video and push a video and you know, maybe, you know, in your mind that it's good and it's going to work and it's something new and innovative. But if you yourself don't do it, um, it's very hard for those reps to then follow suit on what you're saying versus what you're doing. So the fact that Lindsay like immediately got on camera and recorded a video back to me and then I recorded one back to her. And I think like our first five or eight emails or something back and forth were just us videoing back and forth. Um, but I just love that she walked the walk. Right. And not just talk the talk about how great video is, but like literally turned on a camera and just did a video back. And I felt like we knew each other even after just a few emails. So when we got on that call with her, um, I think that may, might have been even the first time I, I talked to her on the phone, but I already felt like like we uh, I knew her. So um, that was really cool to see. And I think it's just a really cool perspective for folks listening that you're going to get is uh, a leader who not only talks video, but literally does it and thinks about it first in that way. Um, and I think it's just a really cool perspective and especially as he ties it into social media. Yeah. Great point. You know, if I'm a sales rep and my manager, or my leadership isn't using video, but they're telling me to use video, it just kind of doesn't make sense to me. So lead by mm -hmm. example and the results will follow. So for any of the, our managers that are out there, um, I promise you that works. So anything else from this episode or can we uh, kick it off and, and uh, Let's go. let everyone listen? All right, everyone enjoy episode number nine of the VSP. All right, we want to welcome to the VSP, Lindsay Boggs. Lindsay is a sales leader at Citrix, a TEDx speaker, and a modern day selling enthusiast. Welcome to the Video Selling Podcast, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We wanted to have you on because um, I had just met you last week and you've known Kyle for a while now. And um, we were talking about social media and LinkedIn and you had some really great insights for us. And I you know, want to thank you for that. Um, but I was thinking we need to get you on the VSP and we need some of your tips for our users, our video sellers that are out there. So we're hoping that this conversation can revolve around um, LinkedIn, modern day selling, using video, different tips around video and how you can use video uh, within LinkedIn and your sales cadences. Um, and gee, I don't even know where to start. I guess we can kind of start with um, a couple of things that you have taught me uh, last week about social media. And one of those things I'm going to give away one of your tips right here is 
on your actual landing page for LinkedIn, where you have these spots for um, featured content, and you've also got these spots for your experience where you can actually add content there. Mm -hmm. You looked at my page and said, hey, why don't you have some videos there? Why don't you have more content or information about what you've done in these roles? And I thought right off the bat, like that was a really great tip because when you go to my experience on LinkedIn, it has those bullet points or that information about kind of what I did in those roles. But, you know, I've done a lot of video in my career and a lot of different things with content and I just don't have any of that on there. So I thought that was a, a really great tip to kind of start off uh, the conversation here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many people don't realize that LinkedIn is not an online resume. It is really your online reputation. And I really want to stress that enough because so many people think it's still a job searching tool and it's not, it's really your online reputation and really having that featured section pop on your LinkedIn is really critical because you're able to add as many things as you'd like to your featured. And for instance, right now I'm promoting something that I'm doing tomorrow. Um, I'm doing a free LinkedIn refresh or LinkedIn makeover and I'm putting that on my featured section. And if I want to take that down after it happens, you can easily take it down. So the way you add your featured section is going into your about page and adding it. And then your featured section will pop. You can add media to it. You can add pictures to it. And it's really, really helpful to your page for it to pop. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I can go on your page and I'll take a look. And I feel like I really kind of get a feel of, of who you are and what you do. So it's really great. Mm -hmm. um, to have that content there under featured and, and even under that experience section as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would add something as well, because I think what, uh, related to this, what really stuck out to me, Lindsay, and made me kind of sit down and look at my profile on the weekend and start to think about changes I want to make is you mentioned, you said that, you know, this is not your online resume, it's your reputation, which I totally agree with. And, you know, kind of as I've used LinkedIn over the years, I, I did look at it as an online resume right? Because that's kind of what I was told, right? Build your LinkedIn back in the day, like it's your online resume. So I love that you made that distinction. The other thing that really stood out to me was that you said, if you don't build your brand, like others will, mm -hmm. right? And like, if you don't build your reputation, others will. So where I honestly was a little bit more passive on LinkedIn, now that that was the light bulb moment for me, where I was like, oh, okay, maybe I do need to think about more consciously, you know, my profile, what I do, my activity there, because if I don't showcase my brand and build my reputation, like others will do it for me and it may not be what I want, right? Or who I am even. So um, I just wanted to mention that for the listeners out there, because that's what really got me thinking about, hey, let me really listen to what Lindsay's saying here and the tips, because if I don't do it, like other people are going to, you know, label me or whatever, not label, but you know, uh, uh, dictate my brand for me rather than me doing it. So uh, that was really important that you said that to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing too, that another key tip I'll, I'll leave you with as well is your customized headline is really important. So there is a magic formula that you want to try to stick with. And that is having industry keywords in your headline, your role, plus your skills and passions. So having those, having that magic formula will really help your headline pop because I think a lot of people in their headline think that that should just be their title of their current job. Right. If you have yeah. that formula, the formula will really add a lot of search engine optimization to your page 
and it will really have um, a differentiator for yourself. And Kyle has taken your advice. Kyle had uh, a I, I headline that I did not approve before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Kyle, Rob. That, that's some really great advice. And, you know, that makes me kind of think um, back before I was really active on LinkedIn and, you know, I work with a ton of people who are and who are not that active on LinkedIn. And when you're getting started, it can kind of seem like a monumental task because, you know, when you start on a social media site, you start at zero, you have no connections and you have to start to make those connections and, and build up a following and show that you are kind of an expert or you have some value in, in what you're posting. What would you say to someone that's just kind of like, getting started, like they've kind of see the value of, of social selling, like where, where should that person even start? Is it building that page and then figuring out like, what's the right mix of content that you want to get out there and who your audience is, or uh, is there any special formula for that? Yeah, I think the way you start is definitely by adding anyone on LinkedIn with two-way communication. So if you're in sales, that's adding people that you've had any two-way communication, whether it's a yes or a no. So I think people in sales forget that even if the person or prospect says no to you on the phone or email, unless it's a hard no and they say some, you know, something terrible to you. <laughs> if they say <laughs> no, if they say no, not now, or no, check back with me in three months or what have you, you can still add them on LinkedIn. And the reason why you want to add them on LinkedIn is because the message back to them will be, okay, thanks, Mr. Or Ms. Prospect. I appreciate the candor. I'll reach out back to you in three months. Add them on LinkedIn because the idea behind that is that you're going to be sharing content on LinkedIn about your company. And the hope is that by sharing content on LinkedIn about your company is that this prospect that you add on LinkedIn will see the content you're sharing and maybe the three months time frame will turn into a one month time frame because the content you're sharing becomes more relevant to them and a, one, a three month time frame becomes one month. So you want to always be connecting ABC always be connecting. And so that is why it's always great to be adding people on LinkedIn with two way communication. Also, if you're just starting out on LinkedIn, having a full profile is really key. So making sure you have all the sections filled out. The other thing with personal branding, I would highly recommend is when you start thinking about your personal brand, just like Kyle was saying, you already have a personal brand. And the way you start is by thinking, do you know how people perceive you? And what do others say when your name comes up? So be really thinking about that. And the way to get feedback is talk to other people. Think of people that are in your circle of friends and circle of your network and ask three people for honest, and transparent feedback and ask them these questions. What is my brand? What am I passionate about? What do people think of me? And sum me up in three key words. And then finally ask them, what are some things I could work on? And that's really gonna dictate what your personal brand is to others because I think I know what my personal brand is, but maybe it's perceived differently from other people. And then you can start working on your personal brand to try to make it what you want it to be. Yeah. Great points. Great points. Um, and that kind of reminds me of, you know, my story of when I kind of started on social media or really LinkedIn, I had a manager who just kind of suggested it to our team and like a good employee, I said, yeah, I'll, I'm going to try that. So one of the things that I did just to kind of get started was just a Monday post. Every Monday I would post relevant information on events, webinars, articles, 
um, for the industry that I was in. And while at first, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of interaction on that, when I started to go visit customers or even see coworkers, um, they would mention it. They'd say, oh, you know, I love your posts on Monday mornings, like mm -hmm. keep them coming. So even though I wasn't getting all that interaction at the beginning, people were starting to notice and people were starting to expect that. And then that kind of shaped, you know, their opinion or, you know, my story um, of, you know, the value that I can add to my customers and partners and, and employees. Yeah. And I will say too, that sharing is caring and it really fundamentally changed my life when I started sharing my successes with LinkedIn and just like you, I was posting content that was helping my network. And one of my articles about my success rate with in-mails went viral, which led me to my Shaquille O'Neal event in 2015. And that was just an article that I put pen to paper where I was just thinking, hey, my success rate is really high. I should share with my network. And then the rest is history. So that wasn't anything but me just sharing what was working for me on LinkedIn. And then the rest is history, like I said. So sharing is caring. And I like to share what's working for me in hopes that it helps other sales professionals. Yeah. And, you know, again, going back to your LinkedIn page, I can go under your featured content and I can see you giving Shaq a big hug and a link <laughs> to the YouTube video. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, this podcast is about video though, Lindsay, a lot of people, in fact, it, it, it came up this morning with a, a customer of ours about, you know, best practices for video and, and posting to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are one mob customers, uh, video sellers, uh, just getting into video, veterans of video. Uh, in your opinion, you know, what kind of video messaging through LinkedIn works? Where's a great place to put video? What kind of video content should people be looking to put up? And, you know, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I have been really, really practicing with video, native video on LinkedIn posting. So doing video content posting it on LinkedIn. I'm doing a, I did a video uh, yesterday actually to promote this LinkedIn makeover I'm doing tomorrow. And um, there have been quotes around LinkedIn from LinkedIn saying that video has been proven to demand more attention than any other medium right now. So that's huge. And it's really true because people want to see people and it's really the way to engage right now because again, people want to be human and they want to see people um, and actually have this kind of relationship where it's not just a person in a picture, it's actually somebody talking to you. And the other thing I would say that's really helped me is adding subtitles as well. So um, adding subtitles I think has helped my video perform. But um, I definitely think the biggest thing I've seen that's helped with video is prospecting. So putting videos in your sales prospecting efforts has been huge. Um, it's been really, really helpful for my team. I lead a team of sales development reps and video has been um, very successful because it humanizes the sales prospect efforts because you are no longer just text. You have a friendly face and you are the face of the brand that we are selling 
you are not just an email address, you are actually a person behind the name. And so it humanizes the whole sales experience because people want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from an email address, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely does. And so uh, tell me then what, like, what types of videos are working for them, Lindsay? Like, are they, you know, making like personal videos and messaging it to prospects? Is it more that, you know, making a video and like sharing some of their knowledge or updates on the company? Like, have you seen any kind of specific types of videos as it relates to prospecting? And maybe in tandem, is that like, you know, one-on-one -on -one personal ones or more, you know, uh, general ones that they can post to the whole network? Yeah, insights there? Yeah. yeah, we've done we've done a couple different um, we've done a couple different types. And so the ones that I'm a big proponent of are the more personal one to ones. And yeah. the reason why is because my background has been in social selling, modern day selling, and that has been more find three things about a person under three minutes on their LinkedIn. And so the, mm. the video message would sound something like this. It would sound like Hey, Rob, my name is Lindsay and I first and foremost wanted to reach out and make sure that you and your family are doing well and safe. Um, I noticed on LinkedIn that we both went to Florida State and you also know James Copley, what a small world. I worked with him at FedEx. I wanted to reach out as a point of contact here at Citrix. It looks like that you had consumed some um, information from our marketing department and wanted to be your face of Citrix and wanted to let you know that I'm your point of contact if you had any questions. Wanted to see if you'd be open to connecting tomorrow or Monday. Um, and then I would just go on from there about trying to find some time to connect. So something of that nature where you are the point of contact and letting them know that you are the brand of Citrix essentially. Yeah, I love that. And they even kind of like you mentioned earlier, using those one or two, three things, right, that you found on their profile, you know, hey, we know somebody in common, we both worked at the same place, or here are some things, you know, that we have in common right off the bat. Um, I love that over video. Um, yeah. And uh, how long, like, for your reps, these videos that, you know, do they have like a, a, a limit in terms of time that you're telling them? I get that question a lot, right? How long should videos be, Kyle? Do you have advice on that, that you're telling your reps on how long their videos should be for these types of efforts? We are A-B testing right now, Kyle. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll look forward to having you on again and we'll, we'll get to that on <laughs> the next one. I, I got another one that runs along those lines that we get a okay. lot. What's the best time to put a post on LinkedIn? Is there a certain like, the formula? for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you my best times if that helps. Yeah, please. Okay. So I've done testing on myself and my best times, which I didn't stick to this yesterday because I didn't want to wait till the day before to talk about something that's happening on Friday because that would be last minute. But my best times to post are 10 o'clock on Tuesdays Eastern and Thursdays at two o'clock Eastern. So 10 a.m. Tuesday. 2 p.m. Thursday Eastern for both. Yeah, those are my best times to post that I have found. But then there are some outliers where I randomly posted on a Sunday at like 6 p.m. and I got a lot of engagement on that post. So I really think like, here's the thing. I know a lot of people in this in the world of social selling and a lot of people that pay attention to 
a lot of their, you know, views and what have you. And no one has really figured out the algorithm. And if anyone knows my story going through what I've gone through with, um, you know, my sister passing away three years ago and going through my mental health journey, what have you, I used to be obsessed with views and comments and content, what have you. I don't pay a ton of attention of the views and all that, but um, I can't be obsessed with that anymore. <laughs> so um, yeah. I do, I do pay attention to it, you know, in, as far as like helping other people, you know, with engagement and what have you, but I don't, um, I don't obsess over it like I used to, but as far as my best times to post, those seem to be the most engagement, but I don't obsess over it like I, like I used to. Yeah, I think I, I want to maybe take a quick pause on that topic because I think you you said something really important, which is like don't don't obsess over this, right? Like don't ruin your mental health because yeah. you think you didn't get enough views on your post on LinkedIn, yeah. right? Like that's not yeah. the point of this. Um, don't take it that seriously. Um, and I don't want to downplay the efforts or anything, obviously, but I think what you said is really important, especially, you know, now we're all sitting inside, we're all at home. We're all, you know, you have so much time to like obsess over this stuff now. Um, don't do it. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I think in line with that is like, there might not be a, a, any bad time to post. If yeah. it's like posting, you know, on Monday at 6 PM versus not doing it at all, like post it Monday at 6 PM. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, and, I'm really and glad why, I mean, while we're on the topic of engagements, if you do post Monday at six and you don't get a ton of engagement, but you do get some engagement, there are ways to keep that post alive. And the way you keep the post alive is if you do get some engagement, if you get five comments, let's say, then don't respond to all five comments that day. I would space out the way you respond to those comments over five days so that post lives for another five days, if that makes sense. There you go. Yep, there extended you go. lifetime. Exactly. Yeah, so you're kind of giving it an activity every day versus yep. five in, in one day. Exactly, yep. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What about awesome. like hashtags? We, we get, um, get this question Kind of frequently as well and i've i've done my own testing and i think i'm a believer as far as linkedin goes and, and a lot of the social media in general um you know is there any data out there do you have any uh, opinion on your own about the use of hashtags yeah so word on the streets with the social sellers i know is that you should only post three to four maximum of five hashtags in the actual post. And then you should do all the hashtags in the comment section. And the other pro tip that I've been told is that if you are promoting a webinar or promoting something that has a link, you should post it in the first comment of the actual post. So if you notice on the webinar I'm posting uh, or I'm promoting for tomorrow, I will actually say in the post, link to register in the first comment below. And then I post the link to register in the first comment. So it has something to do with the algorithm and something to do with having more engagement that way. Um, and I think it's because it makes you, it makes you, it makes the audience member, makes them click see more and that way it'll make them view your whole post. Pro tip right there, everyone. Yeah, we've been trying that one out uh, lately as well. Um, yeah. that, that's a good tip. Uh, that kind of reminded me of something that you said earlier about 
posting native video to LinkedIn. Can you expand on that? Some of our viewers might not know exactly what you mean by that, but I think there's kind of something with the algorithm of LinkedIn as well with posting uh, those native videos. Yeah, my understanding and feel free audience to correct me if I'm wrong in the comments of what's Kyle and Rob are posting right now. <laughs> but um, my understanding is that the algorithm supports native video really well on LinkedIn. And so the native video is just by recording on your iPhone or your Android or recording just natively and then uploading the video to LinkedIn, not using YouTube. So um, I understand that it's just a better form of uploading and um that's what i understand it to be so they promotes using a native video to use it that way yeah and i've tested that myself i've worked with some customers of one mob and tested that it does seem to work it's something about having that video available to play right in the posts and i yeah. think you get more interaction with it um, and it's just something about LinkedIn. If you go to LinkedIn today and scroll down, you're going to see a lot of videos that are native and, and yeah. will play in that post. So shameless plug for OneMob here. If you're a OneMob user, download your video from OneMob. So you have it on your computer somewhere and then you can upload it into your post. So it will play in that post. But like Lindsay said before, make sure you include that link because you want to send them to uh, the rest of your content include that one mob link in the first comment of uh, your post. Great. All right. Well, what other, um, what other tips with, with video do you have? And, you know, if you can tie that into to LinkedIn, this is kind of like our LinkedIn special, I guess. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you can kind of give away as far as um, some things that will work for some of our, our video sellers out there? Yeah, I would say definitely, I would say definitely practice having, I would say practice. I think a lot of people still have struggles and I've seen this with people I've worked with in the past where they're very uncomfortable in the beginning and they give up too easily. And I've seen people overcome their nervous just, you know, they, they overcome their nerves. And so don't give up. I think that it just takes a while for some people to be, you know, comfortable in front of the screen. And I've seen people overcome so much and they have just become really, really good in front of the video. So if you're one of those people that just feel very uncomfortable with the video, don't give up, just keep practicing. And one mob is really great because they've got that script where you can pretend you're a news broadcaster. It's so cool. I feel like I'm like Diane Sawyer. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and so I just, they would keep practicing and, you know, um, it's just a really great tool to have. And I would say, you know, make sure you've got like a good background and make sure it's not too busy and um you know the more authentic you can be the better and you know practice makes permanent <laughs> i used to learn when i took when i took piano lessons it was never practice makes perfect it was practice makes permanent so i always say practice makes permanent i like that actually <laughs> uh, i may add to that i always used to say perfect practice 
makes you know makes a permanent i guess in this case yeah. um so maybe we can combine them like perfect practice makes permanent that's like right it. that's right yeah um hey i had a quick question for you Lindsay, and i definitely appreciate those tips um i think a lot of people are going to benefit from this episode so i hope you guys are all taking notes here um Right before we started, though, you were, had mentioned to me about uh, a tip you gave the team to help them increase their click-through rates. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure I ask you about that again before I forget. I know it may not be specifically LinkedIn-related, but I think it might be valuable for everyone to hear. Can you just tell us what happened there? What was that tip? Um, yeah. You know, what happened? Yeah, so um, some of my team members were just using the – they were just copying and pasting the image and the – the link to the one mob and just posting that in the email and that's it they didn't have any text at all so mm. it was just basically the image and the link and that was just the that was it and so um they were not getting a lot of click link they were not getting a lot of click throughs and then once we started adding hey name um i made this personalized video for you click the link to view their percentage of increase of click-through rates went up by like 5x so wow and Holy just that line like you didn't even say anything about citrix or anything just told them that there was a video there versus just putting the video exactly so just by saying hey name i created this personalized video for you it went up by 5x that's amazing do they do you have them use that same trick on linkedin when they're or that tip rather that um you know, when they're maybe doing that personal prospecting, are they sending videos in the private message and are they doing something similar there too, out of curiosity? Um, we are not yet, but it's, we're about to. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll ask you about that again on the next episode. On we're gonna definitely have to have you back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a really great tip because I think a lot of folks and whether it's through private messaging or through email, when they think about video, they think like, okay, I can just copy paste this video and like, that's it, my job is done, right? Like yeah. they're definitely gonna click it, they're gonna watch it and they're gonna learn all this stuff. But I think what you did is really smart, which is just like that quick, like set expectation, right? Like, hey, Mr. Prospect, there's a video here I made for you personally, click it. Like just something like that to set the expectation of like, why did you send me this? Like, what is this, yeah. right? Um, that's really smart. So and we thought our subject good. line was enough because the subject line is my my personal video for you or something along those lines. We thought the subject line was enough, yep. but it clearly wasn't enough. And then we did a lot of messaging with just the image and the, the URL. But once we changed it, and we did, we do listen, listen. We we look at our stats every single day, and we pivot every single day. If we have one day of low rates, the next day we pivot. We are like lightning. So the next okay. day we made a pivot, 5X, 5X increase. We're like, all right, we're on to something. Let's go. So <laughs> I love it. You really are that, you know, startup operating in, a, in the big company. <laughs> and guys, there's also kind of another side to that story that we've seen a couple times, Kyle. That's where adding too much text to your message can yes. take away from the video. Like we've seen emails go out and that video is kind of stuck at the bottom after like four or five paragraphs. And in a lot of cases, people aren't even seeing that there is a video there for them. That's so true. that's another one to just keep in mind to, you know, definitely add some sort of context or at least a sentence of kind of what that message is 
Um, but don't go overboard. Don't write too much. Don't write your whole script. Yeah. <laughs> There's a happy medium. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So should we wrap this up and uh, go to our famous rapid fire questions, Kyle? Let's do it. Oh my. Okay. So we're going to start spot. <laughs> with some pretty personal questions. Let's <laughs> not really. Okay. Um, the first one is how did you get over if you had one, your fear of getting on video and recording? It's something that, you know, we see with probably 50% of the people we work with, you know, they're not in love with the idea of making videos, don't like their own voice. Um, what was your experience with, you know, finally kind of putting on that camera and, you know, being in front of the camera? Uh, I was born on stage. I've been on stage since I was seven. <laughs> so I've loved since you were seven. Yeah, I, I was, um, I majored in opera and I've been on stage since I was seven. So I've never had a fear of the camera. I'll rephrase that then. What do you do? How do you help those folks on your team who may be fearful get over their fear? Yeah, so we do practice runs and um, we do, I do drop the needle with them. Drop the needle is basically going back to the, the ages of, you know, with, um, with LPs where you to actually take the needle and you drop it on an LP and a music will randomly play. What I do is I go into Salesforce and I will randomly select a one mob from our Salesforce account and I will pull my team into a room and I will say, okay, we're going to randomly select a Vidyard and we're going to play it for the team and we will watch it as a team. And it's just like doing call reviews. I'm going to randomly select a call. We're going to listen to it as a team. We do a call review. Mm -hmm. We do one mob reviews and it just gets people, um, you know, uncomfortable, but then we can talk about it as a group and just having them, be able to be vulnerable and listen to themselves, watch themselves. It gets them more comfortable being able to be uncomfortable around each other to get them more confident to do the next one, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of, it, it's just something we have to kind of go through. And I think that you're doing it as a group and like everyone kind of goes through it together, if you will. Uh, makes yeah. it a little bit easier, right? Than just like sitting there critiquing yourself all the time. Um, and I think we're sometimes really harsh critics on ourselves too. Um, so I like that. You may play a video and say like, hey, these, the person recording it might think that was an awful video, but yeah. it's probably a pretty decent video with maybe just one or two things to tweak, so. Yeah, and the other thing too is I help them with their scripts as well. So they will, they will write their script and I will edit it um, if I think it needs editing and then we will practice the script and then they will sometimes go off script, which is fine because again, I don't want them to be scripted. I want them to have a core of the script, but then I don't want them to read the script if that makes sense. So then we, we have like a yeah. framework and then I kind of help them with that. So. That's really smart. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing I'll just add last and before going to the next question, these aren't really rapid fire anymore, are they, Rob? Um, no. But, uh, no, it's fine. This happens every time. We should just call the questions. Uh, but uh, um, what I was going to say was just like a tip for folks. Like when I first started working with you, Lindsay, like I made a video for you to introduce myself and you right away made a video back for me. And I hear this over and over from not just reps, but the leaders who are doing it too. Like if you're a leader out there and you're wondering like, why isn't my team adopting video? Like I, uh, I keep pushing it. I tell them like, if you yourself are not willing to get on camera <laughs> and yeah. show them that like, Hey, it's not that hard. Like I'm doing it. Like 
that's probably a good place to start. Yeah. Right? And I've heard from some folks on your team and either even others who are on other SDR teams there at Citrix now who are like, yeah, I heard about this from Lindsay. Like, I want to try video because I heard about it from Lindsay and she's, she's talking about how awesome it is and how well it works. And like, you just doing that and getting on camera and showing them, I think holds so much weight as a leader. And if you're, again, if you're a leader out there not doing that, like that is one of, I think, the most powerful things you can do here with video is just show them that I can do it, I'm willing to do it, um, and it's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, lead by doing, right? Getting your- you got it. Rolling, rolling up your sleeves and doing it. Yep. Exactly. exactly. All right, two more questions. Yeah. And we'll get okay. you out of here. <laughs> what is one tip you would give someone that's just starting your career or maybe position like this? One thing that you wish you knew when you were like early 20s, kind of getting your career started. Do you have any words of advice? Yes, one thing. I wish I would have known. There's so many. I know. We're also wise now. Okay, so so this is what I tell everyone when they're right out of college and they start their first job. Don't be house poor. Explain, um, expand on that. So don't be house poor means don't 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 buy a house that you can't afford. Um, so that's just, that's just like a tip for everyone. Um, luckily I, I took my own advice and I, I didn't do that, but I, I have seen people that, you know, they get their taste of money. Um, they do really well in sales and then they buy a house that they can't afford. And then the rest follows, they buy cars they can't afford. And then they live off of commission checks and then commission checks are not steady. And then they just go into a ton of debt. Um, but career advice on that, um, I would say is, um, the best, the best quote I've ever heard was from one of, um, my CEO from FedEx, Ken May told me that it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. And that really relates well to me in sales because sales is a roller coaster. Yeah. And so just like, I, I don't know if it was, I was on the phone with you, Kyle, but um, refreshing the dashboard on the first of every month was so painful for me because um, oftentimes I was at the top and my name was in green. And then when you refresh the dashboard, your name goes to red. And that was really hard for me. But just remembering that it's never as bad as it seems is really, really, it really helped ground me. Great advice. Yeah, both really good pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. One last question. I always let Kyle take the fun one. <laughs> You're so nice to me, Rob. <laughs> um, all right, Lindsay, if we, to bring us home here, if we could give you one magical superpower, it doesn't have to be magical, just any superpower, um, super ability, what would you want to have? What would, what superpower would Lindsay want? Um, I would want the ability to time travel back and be a character on the X-Files because that's my favorite show and I've gone to all the comic cons and met the cast. No kidding. Oh yeah, I'm a big, big, big X-Files fan. And so if I could be on the show somehow and time travel back to the 90s and be on the show as some character, any character where I was with Mulder and Scully, that would make my day. <laughs> that, 
That is a unique answer. I'll give you credit for that one. I don't think we're, well, I, I don't know. We I, might get some I, other people. The superpower, the superpower I've heard, but for that specific, like, ability like for that reason is 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 very unique i love the answer i might have you uh, i might give you some cash to like play some bets for me though while you're back there in 1990 um <laughs> you could buy some stocks for me uh, no that, that was a great answer um Awesome, Lindsay. Hey, I, uh, I want to just say thanks again for for joining us. Your not just your tips on like social media for Rob and I and the conversations you've had with us, but um, I know I know folks listening are going to learn a ton from you here. And um, so thank you again for the time for everything you do for us and um, for your team. I know they're really appreciative. We are too. So um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. And is there anywhere uh, where people can reach out to you? Is LinkedIn the best spot or anything else you want to promote? Yeah, LinkedIn is the best spot to follow me. Um, and then if you want to follow my X-Files craziness, you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter. That's awesome. All right, Lindsay Boggs, thank you for joining the VSP. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on again sometime soon. And until next time, thanks everyone. Thank you.